Welcome to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast with Sakar Kauli. During this program, you will hear guest experts sharing their experiences, best practices, and market insights. We discuss investing in multifamily apartment complexes and how a busy professional can passively invest hassle-free in various opportunities. Your host, Sakar Kauli, owns millions of dollars of assets and has done thousands of value-add projects over 20 years now. So listen in for insights. Here's your host, Sakar Kauli. Welcome to another edition of Premium Cashflow Podcast. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Alina Trigov with uh, Samo Financial. Uh, she is one of the uh, great personalities into the industry. She is a speaker in many conferences. I have, uh, you know, obviously met her uh, on, on several occasions, uh, and you know, she's just a great uh, person to interact with. Uh, she's been part of many, uh, many more deals, uh, and she's a pretty active investor as well. So, welcome to the show, Alina. I appreciate you taking time today. Wow, Sakar, thank you. That that was a very nice introduction. I really appreciate it. It's sure. a pleasure to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, Elena, explain us your background and kind of how you came into commercial real estate uh, uh, in such a big way. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so, hello, everyone. My name is Elena Trigup. Um, I started my journey many years ago when I decided to become um, an accountant. Uh, but after I got my degree and tried working as a tax accountant in both public and private world, um, I made uh, a decision that accounting was not for me. I needed to leave the field. Mm-hmm. And after leaving the field, I went into software development world uh, where I work to this day. Um, and I, I really enjoyed what I was doing. And the roles evolved. They were very different, but they mainly um, evolved around being the liaison between the business and technology and being able to connect these two worlds, help them to communicate with each other. Sure. And while working in IT, because I had that tax background, taxes have always been on my mind. And I was, as my husband and I were growing in our careers, I was always thinking as to what are the ways to minimize taxes because, sure. you know, with growing career, growing income, obviously the taxes are growing as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, real estate has been on my mind because of that, because it's one of the best ways to, to lower your taxes. And I haven't taken action for a very long time until about seven years ago when I finally decided I have to take action um, and I I need to start researching and start investing in real estate. And that's what I did. And um, after looking for properties locally here in New Jersey and realizing that the numbers just don't make sense for someone with accounting degree, um, I decided to go out of state. Mm-hmm. And while researching out-of-state strategies, the strategy that I came about was syndications. Mm-hmm. It seemed viable. Uh, it seemed like a good choice. I started researching operators, looking at the deals that were available, and then finally uh, took action and invested. And honestly, after investing in one, I almost um, right after that, investing in another and then another, and then there was the trickle down effect. I, you know, I invested in many more. Sure. And after doing that for several years and realizing not only the benefits of doing it completely passively, but also the tax component of it um, and the building wealth uh, component, I decided that um, I would like to bring that to other people and help them 
build wealth passively. Sure. And out of that um, idea of starting my own company, Thema Financial was born. So about two and a half years ago, I started my own company with that sole purpose of helping other people diversify their portfolio, um, invest in real estate, and uh, build that wealth completely passively without any interruption to their day-to-day life, whether it's a hobby or life, personal life or business or demanding job. And I've been doing that ever since and really enjoying helping others, building my own portfolio and investing in real estate. And that's how you and I met. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's such incredible, uh, Elena, that, you know, so much goes into, uh, you know, kind of just the, analysis of commercial real estate, understanding what different sub-markets are doing, you know, how to kind of evaluate the deals, the operators, and kind of more importantly, that passing on all of that knowledge to our friends and family and different fellow passive investors and things like that. So it's, it's great to network. Uh, it's, it's a small world, as we say, right? You know, you kind of understand uh, what's happening and things like that. So uh, with that, Elena, uh, how do you kind of, uh, you know, for different uh, deals that you, uh, you do, how do you evaluate those deals and what's important, like whether it's the sponsors, the sub-market, could you maybe kind of throw your uh, sort of thoughts around how you go around this? Absolutely. And actually, Sakar, all, all of the things you mentioned are important. Typically, I start uh, with the sponsor. I look at the operator. And uh, in order for us to work together, we need to have pre-existing relationships. That's just sure. my personal way of doing things. Mm-hmm. I try to establish and build a relationship uh, before um, it's needed or long, long time in advance to just see whether, you know, it's the person that I would want to work with. It's someone whom values align with my values and the overall strategy and approach to business and real estate investing in general are also aligned with my values and the same was happening when i was investing as an equity partner myself Mm -hmm. i was looking at the operators and kind of interviewing them talking to them just to get a feel not only of how they perform as the operators but also what are they about as a person because if if I'm not aligned with them as a person, then I wouldn't be comfortable to invest with them. Sure. Typically, these investments last for a long time, and you know, even five, seven, or ten years. Um, and I want to make sure that I will feel confident that I want to put my money with that person for, sure. for this long. Um, so it always starts with the person. And once sure. you get to know the operator, um, and you feel yes, this is the person I want to invest with, then you look at the market. What are the markets that this operator invests in? Do you believe in this market? Is, is that the market you want to be on? Or uh, all these markets are the ones you want to be? Maybe they invest in five markets and you agree with them on a four, but one of, of the markets is uh, you, you don't feel comfortable about. So just keep the investments in that particular market, uh, but, so, but concentrate on others. And um, last but not least is obviously looking at the deal. And when it comes to looking at the deal, I always tell people that there are two components. There is a quantitative and there is a qualitative component. And don't look at them separately. Don't look at them at silo. Always look at them together. Because Mm -hmm. whatever you see as a picture of the uh, quantitative, uh, you know, whether it's cash on cash, IRR, Mm -hmm. annual return and so forth, you also need to look at the other side. What is the strategy that the operator wants to implement 
how is it going to be applied and is the strategy viable can you apply this strategy and still achieve these numbers do the two match is there mm -hmm. a match between the two does it make sense mm -hmm. and if if it does make sense if in fact you do believe that it's a viable investment then mm -hmm. move forward and invest and obviously just like i said at the beginning that i was looking for a way to diversify the wall street once you diversify in let's say multifamily it is my personal belief that it's it also makes sense to continue diversifying your portfolio let's say you invested in several apartment buildings maybe it's now time to invest in mobile home parks or something sure. else mm -hmm. but you know keeping a portfolio well balanced well diversified helps you to mitigate your risk obviously no one can avoid the risk risks sure. are always there but if you can find the ways to mitigate your risk to bring your portfolio to a level where market fluctuations economy fluctuation um, will not impact it tremendously you know we'll, we'll keep it balanced and you know all the power to you are only doing yourself a favor by making sure that you're on, on the right path to build your wealth Sure, sure. Totally agree with you. You know, uh, the, the whole analogy around, you know, like what exactly the who's the operator, you know, like, are they investing in growing markets? And, and your point is well taken also about, you know, the qualitative and the quantitative side of things that what what sort of strategy the operator is implementing? And does it make sense? Like, are their rents, uh, whatever they're projecting are achievable and things like that. So it, it's those are all well taken, Elena, and, and, and I educate the same. Uh, in terms of, you know, like speaking to investors, Elena, uh, what different things you do to maybe speak with your passive investors? Like, how do you kind of bring them up to speed? Uh, because obviously, like somebody new probably doesn't know what exactly is commercial real estate or, uh, you know, how to invest, what it goes. I mean, uh, how, could you maybe throw your uh, sort of uh, take on how, how you sure. kind of go about it? Absolutely, Sakar. So um, one of the things that helps me to communicate with my investors is actually staying in touch with them and making sure that we connect uh, at least a couple of times a year. And that mm -hmm. connection could be either over the phone or email or text. You know, there mm -hmm. are so many ways to connect. Mm -hmm. Obviously, right now we're all using Zoom more than anything sure. else. Mm -hmm. But in general, find, find a way to connect with your investor. And by the way, mm -hmm. sometimes it could be as simple as, um, let's say someone is into reading a lot of books and you came across this interesting book that you just finished reading. Send them a suggestion or send them that book. Say, hey, I read that book. I think you're going to enjoy it. That's as simple as that. It's, you know, number one, you're communicating with them. Number two, your, your gesture of showing that you care about them. You're oh, sending mm -hmm. them the book that you think they'll enjoy. It's amazing. And, and, and it goes a, a long way by, by doing that simple gesture. Also, um, when I get the questions uh, from investors, whether it's a newer ones or existing, the, the long-term investors, um, I try, when, when I see that the questions that keep coming up multiple times, I try to cover them through uh, my blogs mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. if it's something that people are asking all the time for for instance i used to get a lot of questions about um, different quantitative components like mm -hmm. I said, irr cash on cash and so forth so i wrote an article that covers um, all of those metrics so how do they work what they represent how to look at them how to evaluate them and edit examples of that mm -hmm. and i try to do that with other questions whenever questions come up from investors i try to cover it because you know what if it came once it most likely will come again at some point sure later. sure mm -hmm. and what can be a better way 
to explain it by putting all your thoughts on the paper and sharing it with other people and this way uh, educating them indirectly through that. And also uh, podcasts uh, like this, like uh, you and I talking with mm-hmm. uh, you interviewing folks, um, you know, through questions and answer sessions, um, investors also get educated. If someone is completely new to real estate or syndications, I also suggest um, some books to read and some podcasts like yours to, to mm-hmm. listen because you know it's a great way to educate yourself if let's say you're exercising or maybe driving to work you can hop in and, and listen to a podcast or listen sure. to a couple of books and they, that, that always helps to constantly educating yourself and increasing your knowledge sure sure and also alina then you know for passive investors uh you know what do you advise them like if someone says that hey perhaps you know what uh, i like this i want to do this actively and you kind of realize that hey you know what you just don't have the uh, kind of the you know the all the resources and all the mindset to kind of do this thing actively but you know you want to uh, suggest them that hey perhaps passively and you know teaming up with more resources is more important how, how do you kind of piece about uh, you know encouraging someone to uh, you know invest passively how, how do you kind of convince them about it? sure a great question sakar as a matter of fact i was thinking about that too because when i started in real estate um, it was also very challenging for me to determine what kind of investing I want to do. Sure. And I mm-hmm. kept jumping from thinking about flips to buy and hold to liens to, you know, many, many things. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to help other folks to avoid that gold rush syndrome, you know, going in multiple sure. directions and, you know, being active versus passive is, is also part of part of that uh, bouquet, I decided to uh, put together a training, which I did, and it's been published recently on Udemy. And the training is simply to help people determine what type of real estate investing niche choose for themselves. Sure. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is interested, um, I can uh, send you the link to my training. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not going to tell you, hey, you must do flipping or you must be a passive investor. But what it will do, it will guide you through a number of steps that will help you answer questions to yourself as to what are your best qualities and what is your bandwidth and what is it that you can do. And Mm -hmm. it will help you narrow that focus and determine um, which way actually is the right one for you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I I like that. And we'll definitely link that uh, training in our show notes, Alina. So uh, definitely viewers and listeners of the podcast can take advantage of it. Now, different markets and different deals that you have done, Alina. Uh, Could you maybe perhaps describe uh, what were your experiences, like perhaps the value add or even the kind of the guarantee of, uh, you know, monthly payments and things like that? Could you maybe share some of your experiences from your prior prior deals? Sure. Um, so first of all, the um, preferred returns are never guaranteed. Not, nothing is guaranteed. Sure. And that's the first thing uh, that I, I always tell my investors and I hope um, other uh, real estate um, investors, operators, syndicators, whatever people do uh, within a team, they always share nothing is guaranteed and it's a risky investment, period. Sure. You, know, you mm-hmm. have to start with that. Um, second of all, the, the way I explain it, the preferred return um, gives you uh, a guarantee in the sense that if there is a payment, if, if there is extra cash that's coming from this investment, then you as a passive investor will be paid out first before sure. 
free uh, general partner payout. Mm -hmm. And that gives the investor a good feeling because they know that this general partner really cares about them. They're going to mm -hmm. pay them first and they'll make sure that they took care of their passive investors before paying themselves, sure. um, mm -hmm. which helps a lot. Um, and your second question, I'm sorry, I forgot what the no, I was just uh, talking about, you, you know, definitely, you, you know, you hit the uh, nail on the head was definitely all about, uh, you know, the returns, the value adds and things like that. Uh, and, and it can also dovetail into like, perhaps when you're looking at the deals, are you perhaps, uh, you know, looking at things like, hey, is there a tangible value add into some of these deals to, uh, and things like that? So could you maybe also describe like some of the value add strategies that you have seen implemented uh, from the operators and things like sure. that? Sure. Yeah. The values uh, differ and they could be as little as maybe adding a dog park or replacing a roof in the building or sure. maybe adding a uh, covered parking in the areas where there's a lot of sun or a lot of snow mm -hmm. to doing significant innovations which include completely redoing uh, bathrooms and all the units or completely mm -hmm. redoing uh, mm -hmm. the entirety of each unit or maybe 80% of all units. Sure. Mm -hmm. And what typically happens is if the project is very involved, if there is, um, you know, uh, the renovation of each and every unit has to happen, depending on the number of doors, let's say we're talking 100 doors, uh, all, all the units need to be renovated. Mm -hmm. This project is obviously going to last um, from a year or two. It, it's going to take some time. Mm -hmm. And the expectations of investors should be such that probably at the beginning, they shouldn't be expecting um, any dividends or maybe very, very low dividends because mm -hmm. uh, more, most of the investment has to go into the renovating uh, of the units. Sure. Um, and while the units are renovated, obviously there will be a higher vacancy. And sure. you know, mm -hmm. even though you're an investor, but you, you have to put yourself um, in the place of an operator. So sure. you're renovating units. While the units are renovated, nobody is leaving there. So that means that your vacancy is going to be higher. So sure. expect higher vacancy um, is packed um, some more money going into renovation. And obviously the funds have been allocated for that. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, but also understand that real estate is a business. So just like in any business, first you have to inject capital before something happens. So sure. that injection helps to make the renovations happen, make the units look nicer, bring new higher paying tenants, increase the rents, and this way, obviously, gradually increase um, the dividend component. Absolutely, absolutely. Those, those are all great components. And, and you rightfully pointed out that, you know, as we are starting uh, the, the deals, the, the amount of cash or the capital that gets injected for improvements is significant. That can perhaps initially impact your returns. But as, uh, as you correctly pointed out, as it stabilizes, you are kind of, you know, seeing the increase of returns and normalizing to something projected uh, that we do. Now, Elena, speaking of passive investors, uh, we are always, you know, talking to various people, interacting with them and things like that. What are some of the steps, uh, you know, you do to kind of bring them on board from uh, from just like an acquaintance and perhaps educating them and then bringing them as a passive investor in your network? What are some of the tips that you can share that you do that uh, we all can learn from? Absolutely. Uh, well, it all starts out with a conversation. I, I actually start out with an application. I ask them to complete a short application uh, mm -hmm. that gives me a general high-level overview of 
uh, what the person's about, why mm-hmm. they're reaching out, or, or why do they want to invest and join our club and invest with us. Uh, once they complete an application, um, we, we have a phone conversation, of course, mm-hmm. and that helps me determine, as you said further, is this person really interested in being a passive investor or they're just interested in syndications and want to become active general partners sometime Mm -hmm. down the road Mm -hmm. and um, after that conversation if they're truly interested in being completely passive don't want to invest then um, i send them um, additional reading material if this is completely new because some folks come uh, from a real estate background, for instance, sure. like yourself, Sakar, and then they don't require additional education. But folks that are completely new to real estate, I would send them some uh, articles of mine, probably a few books recommendations and even podcast recommendations to make sure that they educate themselves and they understand what they're doing. Because I, what I don't want to happen is I don't want them uh, to see the offering and then be at a complete loss as to how to read the offering memorandum, how to understand the private placement memorandum, and how to decide whether they invest or not. Sure. And that's why um, I try to take the time to point those things out to them, uh, send them a few samples so they get familiarized with offering memorandums. Obviously, sure. not the legal documents, not to share. But uh, get, so they can get a handle of um, what it will look like. Um, and they can decide what kind of expectations they have from the investment, sure. what type of assets they want to invest and in, mm-hmm. uh, lo- look at the markets and also read some books and come up with the questions. This way, if they do their homework ahead of time, they have the questions that they can ask them. You know, we can have that conversation beforehand. And then when we have an opportunity to bring them on, by that point, they are educated and they know how to read the offering memorandum and they're ready to read it and make a decision. Sure, sure. Th- those are absolutely great points, Elena. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, also, Elena, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, all the different advice that you have received so far, I mean, you have networked with a lot of folks. I mean, you have a great uh, background uh, uh, now. Uh, what are some of the good pieces of advice that you have received uh, so far that kind of helps you uh, daily? in your business in general it's not just about real estate it's also about personal development sure and mm-hmm. when i realized that i started educating myself because you know when you go to work you have that w2 mentality you kind of narrow-minded and you don't see anything else that's going on around you sure. but when you start working on your mindset you open up a lot of other doors and you, you start seeing these opportunities that you've never seen before that sure. probably existed and were in mm-hmm. front of you. But just because you were that narrow focused, you, you, you had no idea it existed. So I always encourage folks when educating yourself, whether it's to become a real estate investor, build a business or start a new venture, also work on your mindset read books by Tony Robbins, uh, read uh, Hal Elrod Miracle Morning. Uh, and, you know, I, the list can go on in terms of sure, books, sure. books, but um, work on your mindset so that you can open up yourself to many other opportunities. And what's also important is to start networking with people um, that are also go-getters, um, you know, high achievers, people that are looking to, to, better for themselves and for the community because um, you are typically as Jim Rand said you are typically a combination of the five folks around you so if you surround yourself with uh, 
um, open-minded, uh, business-driven um, people that want to add value to others, then it will help you grow and you will be able to help these and other folks grow as well. So I think uh, that's very, very critical in terms of building a business, become an investor or doing something for yourself. If you want to do yourself a favor, then work on your mindset. Priceless advice. Couldn't agree more. I mean, work on your mind. That's how, you know, everything, that's, that's your central nucleus that everything starts off and, you know, grow your network, make sure you're mixing with uh, open-minded folks who are doing bigger and better things. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Priceless advice. Uh, share with the listeners, Elena, how they can find you and learn more about your company. Absolutely. They can find me through my website, which is semifinancial.com or on LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook. Incredible. Thank you for coming on, Elena. Uh, folks like you, we always love to have you. Uh, for anyone listening to the podcast, uh, premiumcashflow.com uh, is our website. So thank you for listening. We always have guests, uh, uh, you know, like Elena, who are experts in various, various things. Uh, we also have, you know, various articles and stats always up on the website for all the latest uh, things that are happening. Uh, and, you know, if you're interested in investing, you can always, you know, reach out to us via website and we can learn about your goals and what you're looking to do. So thank you for coming on, Elena. I look forward to, you know, speaking with you at another episode as well. So Sakar, thanks for it's your my time. pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Great to be sure. here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Premium Cashflow Real Estate Investing Podcast. Please join us at premiumcashflow.com to sign up for weekly updates, research articles, and more. We will see you again for another great interview with an expert guest.